0: welcome to schneider electrics the good the bad and the beautiful podcast every month you will be joined by
1: me carmel me emma
0: and me rob who will talk about real experiences from real people with some special guests along the way don't forget to share like and subscribe
1: Hi everyone, episode 5 is here and I know how much you've missed us. Right, so it's a hell of an episode this month and just as a pre-warning, there will be some hard-hitting topics covered but all three of us do think they need to be talked about and I think you'll all agree. As always, we will cover mental health. This time we're going to be changing things up and talking more about habits As it's October, we'll be covering Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And for this episode, we'll be interviewing our lovely Emma on her personal opinion about Black History Month and her reflections on her own experiences. And don't worry, there'll be a quiz as always. So Emma and Rob, tell me, how are you?
2: Hey, Carmel. I'm pretty good. We're actually heading into my favourite time of year now, getting autumnal vibes, getting ready for winter, thick clothes, lots of treats. So yeah, doing good.
1: You forgot the best day ever in October. It's Halloween.
2: It's not about a day. It's a season.
0: (laughs) I agree. Are
1: you guys having any Halloween parties?
0: I'm not. I actually would love to have one, maybe next year. But I will be putting up a few minor decorations for trick-or-treaters out the front. Um, I actually went and purchased a skull. And some arms that are going to look like they're coming out of the ground and a little tombstone. So I'm going to have oh that my outside. God, I got that as well. <laughs> That's so cool. That's what I'm doing. And then I've got some, you know, caution, yellow tape and lots and lots of treats. So I'm hoping to get some trick-or-treaters at my door. So I've actually spent quite a few
1: days in the office over the past
0: few weeks. And honestly,
1: I've absolutely loved it. Like um, also wanted to tell you that I found myself a new work wife. She shall remain nameless. I got a coffee subscription. So every day I can have up to five actually I think I can have as many as I want but they have to be like half a half an hour between them. It's brilliant honestly it's not just coffees it's smoothies I'm not going to be able to tell you the name of the company but I highly recommend you that you google this. Emma how about you how are you doing?
0: So I actually had an exciting week last week, got out and about with work. So I got to go to a lovely awards event, I got to glam up a little bit, and travel up to London. So it was actually a good bit of fun. And in fact, the same week, I also got to drive up to Birmingham. So, you know, we brought on a cohort of graduates last September. And actually, they did their entire programme from home majority of the time, so never got to meet. So we all got together in Birmingham and played some crazy golf. And it was actually called Ghetto Golf. Just to congratulate them on finishing the programme and actually just have some fun together and see each other face to face. So it was really, really good fun and nice to let our hair down.
1: Oh my God, how good is that? I
0: want to play Ghetto Golf. That sounds brilliant. Was that your idea? Unfortunately, not. And <laughs> I, yeah, am. I, just I wish it was. Um, but, you know, it was really, really cool. So, highly recommend if anyone, you know, wants yeah. to go for some crazy golf.
1: the past few episodes, we've been sharing our journals from a mental health perspective. And I know personally for one, it actually really helps me just to write things down at the end of the day, even if it's just like a sentence or so of how it's been or what I've been up to. Um, a great app, by the way, what I found was Penzu, So have a look at that. But now from this month onwards, we decided to try something new out. And this was actually, I think it was Rob's idea, which is a brilliant idea. And it's something in regards to habits. So here's the deal. Not sure how many of you know this person, but he's called John Hargrave and he's written the book called Mind Hacking How to Change Your Mind in 21 Days. Now, he's created a formula through three steps that you need to do over 21 days. Now, over here at the GBB, we're going to take a shortcut and we're going to commit to one habit that we're going to do every day for 21 days. In the meantime, I do promise to read the book and I can give you all some feedback. Any spoiler alerts are welcome. So, Rob's going to kick it off this month. Rob, what habit are you gonna are you gonna instill in your life?
2: So I feel like that was quite a well planned out segue into what I was gonna say there, <laughs> Carmel. So I'm gonna be at the forefront of innovation and I'm gonna commit to some bedtime reading. So there are actually a number of reasons for this. The first one being that my screen time is way too high. I'm on a laptop all day, I'm on my mobile phone a lot, and I average like four hours a day purely on my mobile phone. And I have a really bad habit of kind of scrolling news articles or social media when I give up trying to drift off at a night time. So you know, every five minutes I go and pick it back up, check the time, and I end up back on my phone. So. John, the other week, uh, the other month on our podcast, John Hetherington, he spoke about the importance of sleep, and I'm really not helping myself. So there's a few reasons there as well. So the light from screens, blue light, that has a powerful effect on your brain. In your dark, your brain produces melatonin, and this is a hormone that makes you sleepy, for those who don't know. So the blue light from screens signals the brain to wake up. So the recommendation is no screen time an hour before bed. So... I'm finding myself in a vicious cycle of waiting 10 minutes, checking my phone, waking myself up, waiting 10 minutes. You get the idea, right? So I'm gonna put my phone away early and I'm gonna use a low light and do some bedtime reading. Now the second benefit here is an idea I was reading about called bibliotherapy or reading for well-being. So this is apparently an ancient practice that I've only just heard of. And the notion is that reading can really help alleviate distress and anxiety. And there's some different ideas around this. So choosing the right book for the right person or situation, with the idea that you can release relevant emotions in response to the the text, or even get insights into some personal or relevant issues as well. And there's also the idea that all texts offer different benefits. So for example, I like sci-fi or fantasy and it offers me escapism and humour. So there you go. Quite a long intro to that, but my wellbeing habit, and I'll commit to doing it for 21 days, is reading before bed. And I'll let you know how i get on.
1: Oh, yes, please. And also adding to that, I was actually told once, and I read into this because you mentioned the blue light, which actually red lights actually helps to promote you being calm. And if you look, I don't know how many of you have iPhones, but I think all phones do this. You can actually change the screen to turn it into a red light at a certain time. So if you look into your screen, you can Google how to do it for your specific phone. I think I do it from eight o'clock onwards and I found it quite useful. So have a look into red lights as well. Thanks Rob, super helpful that, super informative. So we're gonna move on to the next topic for today's conversation. And that's about breast cancer. So every year, people all over the world show their support to everyone affected by cancer by raising awareness. Now, whether that's through talking about it and specifically for breast cancer or wearing a pink ribbon or even sharing their own personal stories. Now in 2020, there were actually 10 million deaths caused by cancer, but breast cancer is actually the most common cancer in women in the UK, with one woman diagnosed every 10 minutes. Now, in 2020, there were actually 2.3 women diagnosed with breast cancer and 685,000 deaths globally. Now, all of those stats actually really stuck out for me. And when I was reading up on these facts, I don't know, I just, I, I just really got emotive. And I don't know whether that's because I'm a woman or because I know people that have gone through it. And the thing is that, you know, I know it's awful for anyone that's been through it and anyone who's experiencing it now but I always remember one of my really good friends and the way she looked after her sister. And so it's not just the person that's going through it. It's actually the people that care about you as well. There is a lot of support and you. Know, she had a lot of support, but it's just crazy, isn't it? You know, and I, and I just couldn't imagine watching someone that close to me go down that path. But, you know, she was always there for her till she passed away. And I was just like, that journey that you go on is just absolutely insane for whoever is involved in it.
0: Yeah, yeah it's it's very scary the dreaded C word for anyone as you said anyone going through it or anyone around you watching anyone go through it it's takes a huge toll on everybody And I think majority of people are touched by it in some way, shape or form, whether it is them or whether it's someone they know or someone they know that they know sort of thing. So it's everywhere and it's something we all have to very much deal with the best we can. And even myself, I think the first time when I was a teenager, I had my first scare with a breast lump petrified I was because obviously I was young and then you know you send yourself into panic mode and go to the doctors and then they immediately send you for extra testing and at that time like the first time I didn't realize it was normal protocol so I was like really in a panic oh my gosh they're they're sending me somewhere else you know it turns out everything was fine but it is very very scary but it's also fantastic that they do have that protocol and that is the immediate next step and you know I've actually been in that situation more than once a good couple of times it never gets easier always get is just as scary but you know I think it's super super important to get things checked out when you find things because more often than not it isn't anything untoward. But if it was, you know, the more you check yourself regularly and, you know, ensure that you just know what is the new normal for you. It's not just about, right, I'm feeling for lumps and bumps, but you just need to actually check so you know exactly what is your normal. And then you will pick up any changes really, really, really quickly that way. And then obviously, if it is worst case scenario, you've hopefully caught it quick enough for you know there to be recovery and for it to be dealt with so it's so important to do those checks and I personally need to get better at that for sure and I've had you know people in my family suffer from this so it is very very important and you know it's something that we should all do every day week whatever's regular for you but it's super important to make sure that you keep yourself checked and are aware of your own body.
1: No, I mean I, I mean, I absolutely agree with that. And and I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I did find it difficult. I mean, I think they used to do checks, didn't they, previously where you would go in and you would get checks, but now they're saying to do it yourself because obviously it makes mm. sense, right? And I'm going to be honest here. I, I didn't know what to look out for, but I have researched it, you know, and I think exactly what you said, Emma, you need to think about what's normal for you. You know, You need, only you know your body as well as you do. And if you don't know it, get to know it. Um, yeah. You know, and I Emma said, you know, look at your breasts, feel them. You know, there's nothing wrong with it it's your body and just i guess and report any changes you you know just go and speak to someone if you see any changes change in size you know i've been reading on the nhs you know website you know outline or shape of your breast or even if it's a change in the look or feel of your skin just just get it checked out it's better to be safe than sorry isn't it so yeah and don't forget the
0: armpits people forget the armpits and that's super super important and I think there can be regular changes each month in that area and you know also not to panic if you do find something because sometimes it does go down and it depends on your hormones but always check the armpit as well
2: yeah I, th- I think everyone should just be checking their lumps and bumps and I don't think you necessarily have to tell someone every time you do but I think you know the main takeaway from this is try and educate yourself to know what you're looking for and then just keep checking and something that I've learned you know in, in preparation for this podcast as well is I think with men we talk a lot about testicular cancer and things like that and obviously today we're talking about breast cancer so obviously the the female gender has the the biggest risk of breast cancer but also actually around half a percent to a percent of breast cancer occurs in men too. I didn't actually even know men could get breast cancer until about a week ago when I was was doing some research. So, I mean, we're talking 55,000 women to 370 men. So the, the scales are, you know, very much leaned in one direction. But when we're talking about checking and checking your lumps and bumps and all that kind of things, you know, guys, check your pecs as well. Just do the research, find out what you're looking for. Don't rule it out we're not invincible and you know just try and stay on top of it
1: no I definitely like that check your pecs brilliant yeah. so now we're going to move on to our final topic for this month and that is black history month So for those who who already know, you know, who are not aware, but Black History Month originally started in the U.S., but now it has been recognized in the UK and Ireland and Canada as well. Now, the whole purpose of this month is to really celebrate the achievements and rich history of the black community. Now, this year, the theme is proud to be, and it's inspired by the Black Lives Matter events of 2020. And for this episode, we're actually going to interview our lovely Emma, who's going to share her own personal experiences on the topic. So Emma, would you like to kick us off and tell us why this topic is so important to you?
0: Thanks, Carmel. So for me, growing up, I literally didn't learn anything about Black history. And that was in school. It was never taught. And also at home, I didn't learn anything, right? So I was brought up in an area that was predominantly white. So there were literally few or no people that looked like me. And also there was no black culture around me to learn from. But strangely, I actually don't remember noticing this. And in fact, I had no clue. Well, I don't remember feeling that I was different. So, you know, I started noticing that more and more as I got older. I started noticing, oh, hey, you know, people don't actually look like me. Um, I am a minority here. So that sort of probed me to ask more questions and understand everything a little bit more. You know, I wanted to learn. And, you know, by not understanding my own history in that way actually left me quite unprepared for when I was met with racism, you know, and I have unfortunately experienced that, you know, I've been treated differently in certain circumstances. I've had names shouted at me in the street randomly, you know, I'm just happily going about my day and I've had things shouted at me, which took me very much by surprise and was extremely hurtful because I just didn't understand why, you know, what on earth was going on. And I, you know, have had other horrible incidences happen to me that I will never forget. And so have like family and friends that I know that are also people of colour. So it is out there and it is rife. So I feel it's super important to understand the history of our ancestors. You know, everyone needs to learn you know, the history that makes up our world. So, you know, now I'm in my 30s, I'm very much more determined to grow my own knowledge around this because I just don't really have much. And, you know, that's for me personally, it's for me to be able to speak to friends and family and colleagues about it as well. And also just for my future, you know, I'm, hopefully I'll have future children and I want to be able to tell them about their history and I want them to be super super proud of who they are and where they come from and I don't want them to be caught off guard and I just want them to be proud of the skin they're in. Thanks
1: Emma, yeah and I and I really like the ending that you know proud of the skin that you're in. I did have a question so I think we are all aware of the Black Lives Matter events of 2020 around the world and I guess the question here from me is do you feel that what happened last year needed to happen in order to get the message heard?
0: Yes, personally, I do. Unfortunately, sometimes you need to be you need to raise your voice to be heard, you need to shout to be heard. And if you feel so strongly about this, and we you know, we're not getting our message across, sometimes this is the only way in you know these type of events these type of protests and if we look historically there's so many things that have changed on the back of events like this you know you've had protests for women's rights and gay rights for example so you know it's not a new thing and i'm sure it won't um, become an old thing i'm sure it will continue in the future for other you know important topics but i do think it was necessary and i do think it continues to be necessary to really make a change
2: Great. Thanks, Emma. And, and I guess something that maybe came out from the Black Lives Matter campaigns last year and, you know, there were the the other messages out there were people saying all oh, lives matter. There were, there were people I knew that kind of said that too. And, you know, I would sit down, have a conversation with them and explain what was important. It was Black Lives Matter. And actually, in, in most of those conversations, there's just a misunderstanding and a lack of awareness of, you know, what the message was trying to get across. And, after that conversation, you know, they were more aware and changed how they thought or felt about it. And I guess one of the questions I have really is that I, I do actually think there's a lot of people who want to do or say the right thing, but they may not always know what that is. So they could be nervous about asking you a question, or maybe they shut off a little bit, or they seem uninterested or maybe even ignorant at times. And I mean, this applies to more than just race too. But you know, what do you think, Emma? Surely we want people to ask questions, right?
0: Definitely. Definitely. We want people to ask questions because that's the only way you're going to learn, right? You know, we've spoken about this before with the LGBT plus community. It's the same situation. You know, people are nervous around these types of topics and that's normal and that's absolutely fine. But we do need to have the conversations. And, you know, I truly believe that it's better to ask for sure. And I know a lot of family and friends and and whatnot would prefer that as well. I think, you know, if you ask, you can learn and you can understand better. And, you know, it's the same thing. If you say something wrong, you can just be corrected and then hopefully never do it again. It's better that way. And I think anyone would appreciate somebody trying. I definitely appreciate somebody trying to understand, more about different cultures you know trying to understand me where I come from I'm very much understanding of other people and I love learning about different cultures and different history of where people come from so I think it's all about trying and I don't think people should be scared to ask questions because I think it can only be positive in the end
1: absolutely thank you Emma One of my questions was, you know, if you have experienced these things, then it's totally different. But if someone, for example, just isn't around people from a specific community or race as much, or they are just inquisitive,
0: how then can they better educate themselves? So, you know, there's lots of content out there, right? Um, We've seen a lot of it pushed across this month, but it is out there all the time. You know, there's books you can read, there's podcasts you can listen to, there's films and TV series or documentaries out there there's a lot of content to learn from so I think it's just important to build your understanding in your own time go out there educate yourself you know not in just this one dedicated month by the way (laughs) continually educate yourselves because there is a lot of untold history out there and I myself are learning that history but you know it's not just about the history though it's also around other things like microaggressions. So I don't know if you know what that is, um, but for our listeners, it's actually the indirect things we say or do that are unintentionally discriminative and offensive. So that can go for anyone. It's not just around the black community, it can be around anybody. Okay. So, for examples, just to make it clear, you know, when someone says, you know, I don't see your colour. Actually, you know that is offensive because, it's like, actually no, I want you to see my color. I just want you to accept my color. You know, you have people ask to touch your hair because it's different, and I have that all the time, and it's bizarre. You know, your hair's nice and out and natural and curly, and someone wants to touch your hair, or in fact, they touch it without even asking. No way! uh, Yeah, I've been there. I've had that situation, and it's awkward. You know, I wouldn't just suddenly touch someone's hair and it's just because it's different but it's not acceptable and things like being followed around a shop by security I had that growing up all the time and it's like I'm with my friends but I'm the only black person and I'm the one being followed around by security nothing's being said to me but I'm just being followed around it's that uncomfortableness so you know there's little things like that you know that's just a few examples but it's something that we don't do on purpose, but it's something for us to be aware of.
2: Wow, some some shocking examples in there, really. Just you know, subtle differences in, like you say, these microaggressions that you don't always see every day. But I guess when you're living it, you you can take notice of that. But so the people who are potentially nervous about asking some questions or wanting to say the right things then what would be the big no-nos you know like the things to make sure you avoid first and foremost and then come ask me some questions other than using offensive terms of course
0: well yes those terms are a 100% no-go although people seem to think they can throw them around like it's nothing. That's something that very much frustrates me when they're used in music and things like that, between friends. And then if somebody else says it, it's offensive. I'm very confused about that whole thing. But I'd say being dismissive, right, is a huge no. And I think it often happens. People have their feelings and opinions dismissed on this topic. You know, I've had conversations myself with people and they just say, oh, you know, it's not that bad. You know, it used to be worse. Racism doesn't exist from their perspective. Things like that is very dismissive of how I'm feeling or how other people are feeling. And I think that can have a massive negative effect and it really does not help the situation. It can be extremely hurtful when you are dismissed, you are made to feel like you're overreacting and being silly. And it's that whole, if it doesn't affect you, then it doesn't exist type mentality. And that's where we're going wrong. That's what needs to change.
2: Yeah. So I guess on that then, how can we be better advocates or actually even just better friends and colleagues?
0: well obviously you two are absolutely fantastic so it's it's not you two but educate yourself it's important for you as people to take it upon yourselves to educate not expect the black community to educate you you know lend an ear to people you know be empathetic you know you may not have experienced it yourself or may not understand but just have some empathy For people that are going through things and feel this uncomfortableness and feel this certain way and show support for sure, you know, for those around you. And as we already said, ask questions because that's the only way you're going to learn. And I think it's super important to not just educate and show your support and whatnot, but it's also important to actually be anti-racist you may not be racist yourself but you need to be against it you need to be against any type of prejudice and you need to be 100 pro equality if you're just learning but staying silent then, you know, there's not going to be much change. So, you know, it's that whole people that say, you know, well, I'm not the racist one, you know, I see everyone equal. That's fine. And that's great that you, you know, you see everybody equal, but it isn't the case. And we need to, you know, stand up and actually make changes to make things better. And, you know, we will only create those changes if people speak out and truly support the cause. So, you know, for me personally... I just want to know that my family, friends and colleagues stand behind me. You know, I want them to truly see who I actually am for all of me. None of this, you know, I don't see you any differently to anybody else. Like I actually want you to, you know, see the colour of my skin and love that. That's who I am. I want you to champion it. There's nothing worse or more hurtful than someone close to you that actually keeps silent, I call them fence-sitters, around such an important topic. That silence speaks volumes and actually, personally, I almost find it more hurtful than someone being racist to me.
2: Yeah, some some really good points in there i think sometimes it's hard right to reflect on yourself and be honest with yourself and maybe understand the reality and maybe say okay i, I don't do enough you might think you're a good person you might say no well i'm not a racist and you, okay, it might be true but you know do you do enough the other way as well and i mean i can probably sit here and say no actually i I don't do enough when I reflect on some of those points. You know, I I probably haven't educated myself as much as I can. I ask questions and things, but do I go and read up on things? You know, have I looked at history myself? And I think sometimes, you know, just take a step back and go, okay, take that pressure off yourself. The first thing is acknowledge you can do more, be willing to do more and go and do it. So I've got 21 days of reading coming up. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to find a nice book and try and educate myself. And I'm going to commit to that right now. And uh, hopefully other people listening in will uh, take similar inspiration and just, you know, we'll all just try and educate ourselves.
1: I don't think I could have summarized it better than Rob and and Emma. Thank you so much for taking the time today. I know it's a personal and it's an emotive topic, but I think it is something that we definitely need to talk about. And I think exactly what Rob said, you know, and, and what you mentioned of how we can be advocates and what we can do will allow everyone, you know, and in this case, including the, you know, the black community, just be comfortable and just be, you know, yeah, comfortable to be in the skin that they're in. Right. So, on that note, everyone, here's our final round of today's podcast. And it's going to be focused on a little quiz. So, Emma and Rob, are you ready? Yes. Of course. Right. Then here we go. Here's number one. How old is Halloween? And when I mean that, you know what I mean? It's basically, you know, how long has good old Halloween been running for? A, more than a thousand years. B, more than 4,000 years. Or C, more than 20,000 years.
2: Hmm, that is a tough question.
0: Yeah, I'm completely thrown
2: by that. I'm gonna say a thousand. That was A, right? Yes. Yeah,
1: that I'm was. gonna go for B. It's actually C. What? What? Yes, it's actually C. Okay. Interesting. I know, it's crazy, isn't it?
2: Halloween's carved into a cave wall somewhere. <laughs>
1: Okay, sorry. Um, can we do that one again? Because it's actually 2,000 years, not 20,000
2: years. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say.
1: <laughs> Either
0: way, you were People, wrong. We no, now no, no. No. So how are we oh, going to do
1: We're not. We're going to carry on. Everyone who's listening will just say Karma was wrong. So thank you, everyone. I do apologize for that. Here's question number two. <laughs> can we okay, both see, get a point for that then? You both get one point for yes. that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here's number two. So this one I definitely know I've got right. Trick or treating has existed since medieval times. What was the original point of it? This is an open question. Take a guess.
2: Oh, these, hmm. these are good questions.
0: I feel like it was just for fun. Why does there have to be a major point to it? I <laughs> you want to end. That's, that's I'm great. going for it. It's, you know, just fun bringing the community together and all that. Okay. Rob? Googling. I can see what you're doing.
2: I'm not. No, I'm, hands <laughs> off. I'm not Googling. I'm trying to think. I think it was a way of scaring children to behave so they would get treats.
1: <laughs> oh, very good. So actually originally young people dressed up in costumes and went door to door in Scotland, by the way, looking for food or money in exchange for songs, poems, or other tricks they
2: performed.
0: Oh. Okay. Wow. Okay. So it was like a necessity yeah. to live. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It's like-
2: it's like you okay. go up and do your party trick and then get a reward. That's it.
0: Yeah. Can Super we go back amazing. to that?
2: Sometimes
1: I need some <laughs> <mixture> extra <of> cash. <laughs> I'm taking my son on Sunday. I might get some cash. I remember when I went trick-or-treating, actually. Yes, that was years ago. I think when I was about 10. And we got a lot of cash. I'm not going to lie. We got a lot of pound coins
0: that day. Where were you trick-or-treating? It was in Kent. I'm not even joke. No, no, it was Kent. No, no. <laughs> I remember getting an Apple once, and I was really disappointed about that. <laughs> that is not a treat.
1: Okay, so for my third question, this is one, you know, that's quite important to me. Emma and Rob went to an event this last week, actually, together. Who did they forget <laughs> to invite? Was it A Frankenstein? Was it B, Freddy Krueger, or was it C, their best friend Carmel well I, any, any I, takers <laughs> <laughs> I believe um, that was this the, got slightly awkward with my colleagues I'm,
2: on the I'm phone le- right I'm now I'm less scared of Freddy Krueger <laughs> at this point
0: <laughs> I feel like Carmel's going to turn up on my doorstep in some yeah. kind of <laughs> Halloween scary outfit to get just me just give her a
2: pound you'll be fine
1: <laughs> perhaps Absolutely, perhaps. Yeah, that's actually true. Maybe Fiverr if that's okay, but not that anyone's (laughs) begging, you know. (laughs) Come on, guys, you've got to answer the question. Yeah, Freddie Krueger.
0: Yeah, okay. Emma? (laughs) Well, personally, you know, I just think the invite got lost, you know, on its way to Carmel. uh, I'm going with Carmel, but, you know, the invite I think was, I think it was, was, you know, some mysterious... Miraculous thing that it's happened a, that... No, no, it's a, it's a
2: trick question. I didn't forget. I just consciously decided not to vote Carmel.
1: So. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. For my final question of the day, who was the first black woman in space?
0: Does anyone know? Are we getting multiple choice? No. Mm. You know, I did say I needed to... Learn more about, about Black history. So, no, I haven't no, read the book okay, yet. don't
1: know? Okay. The name is Mae Jameson. She was an American engineer, physician, and former NASA or astronaut. And she was born in 1956 and she was the first Black woman in space. Yeah. Cool. What so? an achievement.
0: Imagine that. Amazing. Was, was that Especially quite recent? At, like, 1987. Okay. Core cool. wonderful things happen in 1987. You know why, Emma? Go on, tell us. A legend was born, quite clearly, <laughs> by the name of Emma Gallagher.
1: Okay, this is where I tell you, Emma. She was actually <laughs> selected to um, work for NASA in 1987, and she actually went into space in 1992. Oh, so again, gosh. come out El- but <laughs> You're I did your fact check- checking. I did correct myself, so I do apologise for that. So honestly, I do apologise for that. But yeah, someone to 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 look into and stuff. So yeah.
2: Yep. So shall we call it a draw this week? I think
1: so. This, so we'll this episode, it's going to be a draw. I'll take that.
0: Okay, you yeah, take that. I don't mind that one.
1: Okay, so after that awkward quiz, don't worry, I've actually officially <laughs> forgiven Emma and Rob because I do <laughs> love them so much. And I'm just pulling their leg, I'm joking. Or am I? So now we're now going to end this episode and we look forward to seeing you next month. So... If you have any questions, feedback or want to suggest some topics, please, please do email them at thegbb at se.com and myself, Emma
0: or Rob will get back to you. You can find us on se.com, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher and Spotify. And please,
2: please, please don't forget to share, like and subscribe and
0: we will catch you next month. The content of this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. The information, statements, views and opinions belong to our hosts and should not be construed as advice by Schneider Electric.